Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the long-awaited episode of ours. Uh, we had a bit of a break here. We're in the middle of a transition period. We have officially switched over to Libsyn, and uh, we'll provide that information as we go later on, probably at the end of the episode. But uh, hi, everybody. It's me. Uh, I'm Grant. I'm here along with my partner, Jake. Hello. We are starting a cult. It's very true. We are doing that. And uh, today, we are venturing into the world of the serial killer, not the guy that eats the breakfast, but the man or woman that kills Jesus. people. <laughs> Come on, Grant. <laughs> what? I saw the opportunity yeah, and I uh, went for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a comedian here. I'm just a man. But uh, today we're actually going to dive right in. We're not doing, uh, you know, a Midwestern guy. We're not even covering a man in America. We're just diving in to the guy that has the most confirmed kills out of any individual serial killer ever. Louis or Louis Alfredo Garavito. Um, Cabillos. Yeah, Cabillos. Nicknames, things right like that. There. He's got uh, he got a couple different names. He's a weirdo. But uh, this guy has the most confirmed kills at 138. Was 100, oh, didn't he? Uh, that was 140. I actually, that's a very good point. I guess we could discuss that right here, is that a lot of the information is kind of back and forth on this. Now, on certain websites, I read that he has been confirmed at 138, but he admitted to 140. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I it, it is very hard to tell because a lot of this is, like, kind of backwards. And, like, some say it's, like, yeah, less. I think it's, it's really muddled because it's, I mean, he's still alive, which we'll get into. But he's still alive, and I think that muddles things a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to kind of jump in on this, but... uh for, we'll say we'll say between 138 and 140, somewhere in that little window right there. Something like that, yeah. And uh, there is a guy, actually, that has more confirmed kills than that. And I just wanted to touch on this for a quick second. Uh, his name is Harold Shipman, and he was convicted of 218 proven kills. But the reason we don't count this guy is because he was actually a medical professional. He was a doctor. It didn't count. He was... He was a yeah. He was a doctor killing patients, so it's it's much easier to get away with shit like that yeah, when you're a doctor. Complications and everything's fine. So. so as as far as one man goes, like a civilian man just killing, this guy takes the cake. So Garavito was born on January fifth of nineteen fifty seven in Genova. Uh, it's like a it's Colombia's like western uh, coffee growing region. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, he was the oldest of seven children. They were all sons. He only, he only had brothers. Uh, his father beat him, uh, or so that's that's what uh, he alluded to all the time later in life. He kept saying that there was abuse, both physical and emotional. That seems kind of fitting for the, who this man is. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it uh, kind of falls in with uh, the traits of serial killers. He was raped at a young age by two of his male neighbors quite frequently, actually. Yeah, that is, that's so, a very important one. Abuse and sexual abuse. Yeah. He, two very big things. Yeah, he only went to five years of schooling, and uh, he left home at 16 years old. Uh, he was he was working as a store clerk, but then uh, he just became a street vendor selling religious icons and prayer cards. Yeah, so he just essentially, yeah, the way I kind of saw it, too, was he was just kind of doing whatever he could to make his life work, I mean, in any fashion. He didn't really have an education. He didn't have direction, so it was kind of just... It was kind of in just a bad situation to begin with. You yeah. Know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I know it kind of seemed like a pretty short like intro to this guy's life, but there's not there's not like a whole lot of information on this guy we found like throughout the past couple weeks. Yeah, you might find so, this hard to believe, but surprisingly, Colombia and Ecuador do not keep great records of history. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Their history actually kind of ties into this story as to how he actually got away with this many murders as well. He, it's uh, funny you mentioned that because yeah. that was exactly what I was just about to bring up. Yeah, the whole Colombian conflict of uh, the 1960s, right? Oh, yes. That was, essentially, it was, I don't know the fine details. It's just, fi- it was, it's just a bunch of people fighting for power just between the, it's a bunch of different, uh, like, Colombian governments, uh, like, paramilitary groups, crime syndicates, like, far-left guerrillas. Uh, they're all fighting to increase their influence uh, on Colombian uh, territory, or where, in fact, I don't know. And I'm this not, not left... talking president. I don't know what's going on right now, but back then, back in the '60s, that uh, that made the perfect storm for uh, Garavito here because it put a lot of children, orphaned and homeless and poor, on the on the streets, like unaccounted for. Yeah. I think uh, something that we found that was actually very interesting and kind of pertains to this situation is that apparently back in like the late 80s, early 90s in uh, Colombia and Ecuador, it was very, very uncommon to see adults that were homeless, didn't have a place to go, but it was extremely common to see children that were yeah. homeless. Children were flooding the streets. And that most of the time they were kind of doing what he was doing, just selling trinkets, selling little things that they could to try and, you know, make enough money to go buy some food or something. Yeah, and that that's actually how he tended to get his victims. He would, he would like, dress up as just different things and, like, like uh, not different things, just people with different, you know, uh, like, yeah, no, jobs and things. Like, he, he would dress up as, like, priests or just, like, store, like, workers. He would be a street vendor that he actually was and just kind of lure kids away. He would promise them, like, work. Or like small gifts, but then he would once he gained their trust, he would he would just walk with them until they got tired and docile. Yeah, and he was your typical stranger predator man. He was a crazy predator man. He he just kind of would approach. He went by the easy book, target, and he did it the best, better than anyone. He really did. I mean, you look at the numbers of these people, and you know, we were kind of talking about this uh, before we started recording. We were looking at the numbers of, like, confirmed victims. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the top three countries, there are a combined 300 dead bodies confirmed yeah. 
in Colombia and Ecuador and Peru by three separate men. I don't know what's going on in the southern hemisphere, but it can stay down there. You know? Yeah, it it's, really can. I don't know. Some crazy shit going down there. I probably would imagine it has to do with the fact that, I mean, not to blanket term anything, but I mean, they're most of the time they're war torn. They're kind of just like shrouded in mystery, and every, nobody knows what's going on. It's just like, well, we got to fend for ourselves. And this just leaves room for people like Garavito to kind of swoop in and do whatever he wants without getting caught. Apparently, 140 times at least, or roughly around there. Yeah, and I mean, he. we're, we're kind of moving in here to the actual killings. And, uh, you know, normally when we cover a topic like this, we'd like to discuss, um, like, kind of the buildup, how they get there. Uh, the first victim is usually always very different than the first or the the ones after sorry yeah and it it kind of has to do with them learning the process of like what they can do what they want to do but what's very interesting is with this guy there are so many victims that there's not a record of this yeah i mean a big reason why a lot of the like his victims haven't been identified or there's no way of identifying them is because they're just poor kids like there's not even dental records on a lot of these kids and, uh, but another, like the huge part of it is there's just so many victims. There's just like so many that they, they can't really even pinpoint like accounts of what he did or when he did it. There's, there's no like stories of an initial case. It's, it's all just madness. Yeah, it really is. It kind of, it goes to show you, I mean, to be fair, it's easy to look at this and say, wow, like how did they let this slide? But then at the same time, it's like, now that it's done and they're actually like trying to find the bodies, it's like you got to cut these people some slack because this yeah, is 140 that, fucking dead bodies. Once it like gets going, they actually do some pretty cool police work. That yeah, no, they caught the this end, guy like, very it's, well. It's awesome. So but, uh, yeah, we'll move into essentially like his his mo, what he did, and how he did it. So he was active for seven years yep. from '92 to '99. So Within our lifetime, really, I mean, he was active. He was killing people. And he bounced around a little bit, but his method always stayed the same. He'd find kids, male male children. Boys between six six and 16. Yeah, so he definitely had a thing. He was into little boys, teenagers, kind of the the high end, and kids, the low end. Yeah, and he would would approach them on crowded streets, like just in broad daylight. Yeah, he would just come up to them and, you know, offer them something, a job, a gift, anything. He would, like like I was mentioning earlier, he he would claim to be a priest, like a farmer, a homeless man, just like a, a drug dealer, a gambler, anything. And he would just offer small gifts or, like, promise of work. And, uh, yeah, you just, like, gain their trust that way and get them to follow him. And then he had a very smart tactic. You touched on this earlier. Mm. He would lure them out into usually like the woods or an open field, and he would purposely walk with them for so long that they just became like exhausted. They couldn't keep going. They had to take a break. And that's when he'd strike. And it wasn't as simple as bim, bam, boom, you're dead. It was... Some could have been extensive, but uh, uh, we do. He he tortured them. Usually, he'd tie them up. He would nylon rope specifically. Yeah, nylon rope, tie them up. Uh, rape was involved. He damn near uh, every yeah. single time. Yeah. Rape and then murder. Yeah. And there's even 
actually there's cases or case reports of uh, we don't know how many victims this happened to, but they found bodies with extensive, extensive like torture done to them before yeah. they're killed, even as far as uh, sliding like daggers and knives into the ass of these children. Ass and buttocks, so like piercing the cheek as well. Yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't it was more than a sex thing. It yeah. was like a well, I mean, there were a lot of bite marks found on the bodies, and yeah, this guy he had a thing. He wanted he, to do it. There were there were also a couple of occasions where. Uh, Bodies were found with their testicles cut off and placed in their mouths. Yeah, so that's real fucking so that's, nice. That's know? something he just decided was something to try one day, I guess. Yeah, he um, he wasn't like your typical fucking just like, I'm going to kill. It was sex-driven, and I mean, given the history that we have of this guy, it makes sense. I mean, the dude lost control at a young age by being abused emotionally well, yeah, I mean, and physically. His was hitting him, his, like, his neighbors were... Uh, having their way with him, and he wanted he wants to be the man in charge. Yeah, he turned the dynamic. Boy. He wants to flip the situation. Because, yeah, in his mind, it was he was the victim. He was being raped and hurt. And then this way, it was a way to kind of bury those feelings of, well, now he's the one raping yeah. and beating. And obviously it wasn't all he needed for, you know, feeling better, because there were always liquor bottles found at every single... Like yeah. place that they could definitely say this is where this murder occurred. Yeah, there he were left always liquor bottles. He left like, evidence everywhere yeah. he went, and like bottles of lube. He like left his he left his prescription glasses. Ooh, which those come into play yeah. later. Those... He left his glasses. He left his underwear, his shoes at one point. He, he like forgot his shoes. Yeah, I don't. There I mean, probably an extra couple extra bottles of liquor lying around that one. But this guy, I mean, you're looking at you know other serial killers, the more famous ones here in the in America, and it's like they're disturbing people. And this guy, again, this guy takes the fucking cake because it's just so massive. You know, it's like yeah. it's hard to comprehend no, 138 yeah, I mean... people. For sure, and he like uh, apparently it's speculated to be almost like three hundred, but that's like speculation. But confirmed, it is yeah up to up to one hundred and thirty eight. Yeah, this guy is a confirmed monster. He, he deserves the nickname the Beast, and he got it. They call him the Beast. It's that's a thing. He this guy's really it's fucked nuts. Up. When they first found, when they started to actually find like his victims, they were in mass graves. Yeah, yeah, like, it was like 30, 40 thought, bodies to a grave. They thought, like, satanic rituals were happening all around the country because he was constantly traveling to different, like, just towns and doing this. He, they thought he was either satanic rituals or, like, drug dealing, payback, or, like, black market, even organ sale. They were speculating anything but one man because they were just like, this is too much. Like, it does make so sense. many people that he's murdered. You find a mass grave with 40 bodies in it and we're going on the lower side, 40 bodies in one grave. There's absolutely no police officer or detective out there that is going to, their first instinct will be, this is one fucking guy. This is a drunk, nonetheless. Yeah. This is a man. They're like, this is definitely like a group or an organization that is just like mutilating these bodies. Yeah. Once they actually like figured out that it was one man, or actually at least got like a little inclination to that thought, uh, they like started using the shit that they started finding at these scenes, like the shoes and the glasses. They actually um, they found from the shoes. They like they deduced that he had a limp on like his right side, I believe. 
Yeah, yeah, he did he, walk very yeah, funny. They, so they could like tell a lot about him. His glasses were like a prescription specifically for people within his age range, like forty five to like sixty or something at the time. Yeah, they I mean this guy when you look at the big picture, this guy fucked himself. Yeah. I mean the uh, evidence I mean, he left was what led to him being caught. It's honestly the sheer like viciousness and like size of what he did as like a serial killer, like the like the sheer amount of things that he's done, like the only reason he got away with it is because no one suspected anyone could or would do it. Right, the, it's know? too it's, much. It's like he got away with it by mere shock factor, not mere sheer shock factor. He you really know? did. It was it. It's, I mean, even today talking about this here, it's mind boggling. I mean. Yeah, everybody knows Ted Bundy, Gacy, Dahmer. Everybody here, you know, those are names that you know. Yeah. Those dudes had 35 at most. Bundy had 35 confirmed victims. This dude has 103 more confirmed victims than that. Yeah. Well, Columbia's badass, dude. Dude, you can literally get away with fucking murder there and mass murder at that. Not even one. Many times. Like, how many people in Colombia do you think get away with killing, you know, five, six people? Probably a ton. Because this guy got away with 138. Yeah. yeah. Like, mean, it's outstanding. I mean, it's not outstanding, but it's ridiculous. I don't have a word for it. In terms of, like, serial killing, he, get, like, gets an A, you know? He really does. He's the guy that, if I mean, I guess if you're going to get real about this, you've got to take notes from this guy. Yeah, he got caught. But this dude, he knew his location, he knew what he was able to get away with, and he got away with it for dude. the most part. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the sheer uh, rule of thumb of you have to out-crazy, you, you just have to out-crazy life. You yeah. have to do it. If you out-crazy it, everyone's going to leave you alone, you're going to get whatever you want. So you think about this. He did this for seven years, about six and a half, seven years until he was caught. Yeah. So... Well, for the sake of this math, we'll round up to 140. That's an average of, what, 20 kills a year? 20 kills a year? Sounds good. So that, I don't know. Did you just do that math in your head? I just did that math in my I, head. I was thinking, like, no, I, I don't know, man. I trust you, though. That, it's got that to be. Seven good. times I mean, two. Yeah, no, it's Let's say be. it's too many. but that's Yeah, that's multiple know? a month, roughly. That's, yeah. that's one and a half or more a month. And That's not cool. And it's, I don't know, I find it interesting. I, you can't really find information on this, but this dude, he did bury in mass graves. So yeah. my question is, did he pick a location and dump them as they came? Or did he have like a hot streak, as you'd put it, and just take out that many people and have nowhere to put them? I would love to know that. And I tried to find that, and they don't know. I can imagine it in my head, but there's no, like, for sure... No one's telling me. I don't know. Yeah, there. It, this guy, I mean, there's plenty of information on him, but... I'd I, like to think... Well, I wouldn't like to think any of it, but I'd like to think it was like... Like he was saving him. Yeah, I mean, that's realistically, you'd think he'd have like a location and just keep coming back and back. Because if, if you think of it like he had like a spree and did them all at once... That would just be like a crazy, that, like, that's scary church sort of thing. Yeah, Freebird's going on in the background. He's just stabbing fucking yeah. 10 year olds in the yeah. head. Maybe, I, maybe playing some Rodriguez, some nice. Yeah, some. The Spanish some version. Some nice, you know? I think of you. It, I don't uh, know. It's, it's very interesting. And, you know, I, the information on this guy, there's plenty of it. But 
you don't get the nitty gritty details. You don't really get the specifics because like it's a, so hard to find. Yeah, there's like a whole lot of blanket material, but not a lot of like specifics. And I will tell you, they throw a lot of fucking numbers at you. They just they start do. throwing numbers at you. And don't worry, in a little bit, we're going to get to the crazy numbers. Yeah. And, uh, but kind of want to go into a little bit of like how he got caught and like leading up to that. Yeah, I think that's really a important. Bit of the police work. But, um, so, like I said, he, there was, like, some crazy good police work done about this guy once they figured out it was one guy. They started narrowing it down. There was um, there was one guy specifically leading this case, and uh, his name, his last name was Duran, Officer Duran. Duran Duran. Yeah, man. He got the nickname uh, The Killer's Shadow around the office there. That's a cool maybe, fucking nickname. Yeah, I know. It's awesome, right? It's either the newspapers around the office. Either way, you get to call yourself that. That is sick. But, uh, so he was kind of leading the, uh, the investigation and like he, uh, he found out from the shoes that he had a limp. He found out, uh, his prescription, like, so he has like, there's records of that, uh, for people within 50 to 60 years old. Yeah. He was between like, uh, 1.63 and 1.67 meters tall. They deduced that somehow. I don't know. Some crazy cool Police work. They even got yeah. a rough estimate of what this guy's fucking head looks like yeah. based on the glasses. Phrenology, man. Phrenology. Phrenology, man. They, I don't know, I really don't know how they did it, but we've seen a couple things on that where they took the glasses they found and they used some type of studying material they have yeah. and they recreated the basic shape and size of what this guy's head is going to look like. There was that, but in the same, in that same like vein, um, they were trying to reconstruct a lot of the skulls of the victims that they couldn't yeah. identify. That was that uh, they did that was try. Also, that was like a you know that was put on the back burner while he was still free. But I mean, they still were doing it, and they're now you know still doing it, trying to. It gives some bonus points it. to That's the nice. police out yeah. there because they weren't not trying to identify so the it's victims. Like, it's not like they're being like yeah they fucked up by letting this happen, but it seems like they're. They they're, tried, they're you know. Right. They put in effort. They they're wanted good. to figure it out I mean, so it can't people be could have closure. Right, but yeah, you know. You know what we're saying. Everyone everyone agrees. But uh so this guy was leading it. He um they actually narrowed it down in their system to like a a very finite number of uh victims. And they actually came by this guy, uh Pedro Pajuga, or it may be Payuga, and I wrote it I thought I wrote it phonetically down in my notes, but this might be incorrect. So Yeah, and we don't we don't speak the language. We're not gonna yeah. be good at that. So Pajuga, Payuga, that guy. Uh, he had a limp, he had a sexual history, uh, of, like, misconduct, sexual misconduct history, and, uh, he was, uh, he was within the suspected height, he was seen selling honey in the same liquor bottles that were left at the crime scenes of Garavito, which is, like, a crazy coincidence. Yeah, this guy that just had hilarious. terrible fucking luck. But, and he was a pervert, so, I mean, Well, sucks. okay, yeah, I guess karma, you know. He doesn't you deserve, know. you know. Um, no, he sucks. But he wasn't the guy. But they arrested him, and then four more murders happened, and they were like, ah, god damn it. But, uh, yeah, after that, um, so it all led up to his last victim, which is the only one that we know the name of, and we're pretty sure is the only one that survived. His name was Ivan. And, uh... Poor he, guy. Yeah, poor, I mean... Lucky guy, sorry, but... Sorry, I mean, it didn't still. really commence, you know? He, uh, so he was, like, lured away... You know, as Garavito did. And um, once uh, Garavito was uh, starting to tie him up and, uh, you know, 
Get ready to do the deed. He was taking this boy. Uh, So this homeless man comes by and sees it. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And then Garavito just just takes off, takes off and runs. And uh, so the police are called. They're like, everything's fine. They're just like, oh, the boy's good. Awesome. This guy might be involved in this case that we have. But uh, so they're driving. He's going to the station with him, the boy, Ivan. And uh, they see this guy on the side of the road. What do you know? It's Garavito. They arrest him on the spot, and there he is. Yeah, and uh, you know? he i mean, he tried his hardest. This Garavito dude, he tried. It he ended. acted very calm, and he was like, he was doing all the shit you're supposed to do. You know, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. He gave a fake name. He was... He was doing everything in his power he could to not get caught. Dude, it ended like a like an episode of Cops. Yeah, it really did. It, it was just like happenstance. <laughs> like he, he just they just like oh well we have this person they called in. Uh, is that the guy? That's a guy. Oh yeah. And then they just closed the door and they got they him. him. Fake name, everything. And they they're actually you could see the videos online um, of them questioning Garavito while he was in uh, incarcerated. Yeah, yeah, and. Essentially, I mean, he held out for as long as he could, but after a couple, I think it was like a day and a half. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. Uh, it was eighteen hours of questioning. That's what it was. Okay, so yeah. So was, yeah, the the cop that I mentioned earlier, Duran, uh, he actually like uh, held this questioning with Garavito for eighteen hours straight. He just described to this guy his own murders and his own like crime scenes and how he would do it until he just finally broke down and. Started crying, poor K, over and over again, and just admitting to every single, every single murder. Yeah, and actually, this is where the case gets really fucking crazy. This is a 98 at this point. Because this guy, Garavito, okay, so let me just break this down for you. So he admits to everything, right? He, He admits it. They had found, they'd found some bodies, but not a ton. And pretty much, Garavito admitted to, this is where that number comes in, he admitted to murdering 140 children. Yep. He just openly admitted it. He talked about it. So then this is where the numbers get absolutely ridiculous. And you will find kind of uh, contradicting numbers here. Because he's still alive. This is an ongoing thing. Oh, yeah. He got caught it's in like 99. determined that there's just a slew of information. We don't know what is conjecture and what's real, but it's all around the same kind of vein but yeah and he they're still investigating but this is essentially what happened he gets arrested in 99 and they move very quickly i mean the dude he admits and he's tried and sentenced in the same year 99 and so he admits to 140 murders he leads the police to the bodies through picture evidence and videos like draws out maps and stuff he shows them where everything is they dig it up and they find it and that's where the number of upwards of 300 comes because in these mass graves, I mean, it's in the middle of the woods. It's a bunch of kids and they're all kind of just tossed in there. And like the bones, they found so many bones that they don't have a number. They're just like, there's a fuck ton of bones here. It could be anywhere between what he says, 140 and upwards of like 300. Yeah. And I mean, like he, he can admit to all the murders he wants, but he was drunk for a lot of it. So how Who's to say what the actual number is? Right. And this is where it gets kind of confusing. So he's tried and uh, convicted of 138 to 140 murders. And in Colombia, the prison sentence is 13 years per murder. 
So his actual prison sentence is 1,853 years and nine days. Yep. So that is a lot of time. Imagine the first nine days would go quick. But then there's an asterisk here. Uh, abusive children guarantees you 30 to 60 years in prison in Colombia. So this dude's guaranteed, but he admitted to it. He openly said, this is what I did. I did it this way. Here's all the bodies. He gave them all the evidence he needed. So his sentence was cut down to 22 years. It was cut down to less. In I believe it was 2012 or 2011. He was actually up for parole, and there were so many petitions that they said, you're going to serve the whole 22 years. So this guy is in prison now. He's still alive. And he's scheduled to get out of prison in two years, in the spring of 2021. Yeah. And Yeah, he's going to get out. You might think that is ass backwards. I certainly think it's ass backwards. Because the idea of life in prison or, like, the death sentence doesn't exist in Colombia. Right. It's a different... It's a different justice system. Yeah. And yeah. they originally gave him 40 years. That was, the, that was like the peak of the charge. It was 40 years for 140 murders, and then they cut it down to 22. Yeah, because, I mean, he's, 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 they said, I mean, I, there's no way of notifying down. this, but they say he is extremely well-behaved. He's very, like, kind and cordial. He has, like, understandings with the, with the security guards. They, like, guard him, keep him separate from the rest of the prison because he knows what they'll do to him. Yeah, and this is uh, very, uh, these are two very cool pieces of information, well, not cool, but interesting. very interesting pieces of information. Uh, the guards, all the guards that know him and work in the prison, they all say that essentially he's like the most respectful prisoner they have, that he's very kind, he's not like rude, he knows that he's done wrong, but he feels sorry for it. And uh, he only accepts food and drinks from guards that he knows personally. So from what I've read, there, he'll go two, three days without eating food because they do guard shifts. And uh, if he doesn't know the guard, he doesn't trust them because somebody could very well easily poison him or do something along those lines. Well, I mean, that'd be cool if he got poisoned. But yeah, it yeah, would I work. Mean, I guess he is being smart about being a uh, terrible boy, torturer, rapist, murderer. And if you guys thought the craziest part of this story was over, you're dead wrong. Because since 2014, he's actually been studying to become an activist. And he plans on, in 2021 when he gets released, he actually plans on starting a non-for-profit organization that helps abused children get back on their feet. Isn't that great? The very people that he hunted for seven years and got the gold medal in serial killing for, he is supposedly going to try and help them. So he learned the lesson of uh, if you want to, you know, use your story to help people, you can't just be yourself. Yeah, so I mean, maybe, I'm, I'll am i tell you what, for the situation that he, he's in and we're in as human beings listening to this guy's story, I really do hope for his sake that he turns around. I mean, I don't think he should be working with children. I could say what that. Mean, what do you mean turn around? I really, part like of that me he genuinely is doing it like that. It's not a ruse. Yeah, part of me really wants to believe that this guy can be a good person. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I, I can't. No, we can't allow that to happen. Exactly, we can't allow. It's that a to weird happen. gray area. You know what I mean? It'd be. I don't even it's have not a comparison. A gray area. He killed 140 boys. 
Well, that, Jake, that is ancient history, okay? This guy, that was he's the helping 90s. him now. Oh, yeah, the 90s. Hey, Everyone forgets about the 90s. That was the year of the Walkman. That was all of it. Fresh yeah. Prince was out. Yeah. Yeah. Times have changed, and maybe Garavito changed too. I, I don't think so, but he certainly thinks that he changed. He doesn't even know what an iPad is. And uh, since he's been in prison, he's actually openly admitted to being gay. I know, right? Giant shock right there. Fucked a hundred, probably fucked a hundred and thirty little boys, and yeah. now he's cool being gay. Yeah, that just kind of seems like a like a joke he would tell through the bars. But uh, it it's is, like, yeah, it, yeah, and, yeah. It's kind of interesting because not, I mean, not that this is an excuse in any way, shape, or form, but it kind of it kind of shows what he was doing. That like maybe this whole time he was kind of grappling not only with abuse physically and emotionally since childhood, but his sexuality kind of drove him even more mad, which could possibly explain the drinking and the rape. Doesn't, again, doesn't excuse it by any means. He understood sex to be rape, yeah. I mean, like, that's, he he was exposed to it at a young age from his neighbors, and he was, he had no, no one led him anywhere. He just, he was left to his own devices if he wasn't being, like, abused. Yeah. And that's how murders get made. Pretty much. I mean, this guy, he's the perfect storm of a serial killer. He's got all the the things there. There, now actually, there's there's no record of, like, childhood animal abuse, things like that, bedwetting. No, yeah, pretty much what I said about his childhood is all we could find anywhere. But even that, the things that we do know about his childhood... It makes sense. Looking at the grand picture, it all kind of makes sense. Yeah. You got the uh, extra, you know, responsibility of being the oldest. You're in a poor country. Yeah, it's kind of a free-for-all. And, uh... Dad's a piece of shit. You know, it, I, it, part of me wishes that we could get more information, but it, it just doesn't exist. And, I mean... I mean, it could somewhere, but it's he's like done in some personal journal of someone. I don't know. Right. Where, where is it? He's done very uh, extensive interviews while in prison. Like recently, you could see, I mean, it, funny enough, in prison, he's actually gotten fatter. He's kind of yeah, grown he, a little chub. He's grown into a father's body. And But the only problem is it's all in Spanish. And I personally <laughs> wish I could speak Spanish. I mean, I'm sure, that, I'm sure there's like a transcript of it in English. We just... I've tried, we and I even tried to get a transcription <laughs> in Spanish. And it's funny, we just, it's just, it's like a whole different, different language to us. It is, it's, it's too much. I, we can't do it. It's too much, and it's something, maybe we, I'm going to keep looking, honestly, I'm going to keep looking, and there will be a day when I find it in Spanish, and I'll either pay someone to translate it, or I'll just try to Google translate it myself, but essentially, I don't, to be fair, I think a lot of the information, it's more... It's not really going to be super exciting. It just kind of... He's going to talk about his past, like the abuse and his father. And then he does talk about his sexuality. I know that because people have kind of isolated clips and talked about it. So it's like the information... It's it's probably very interesting because it is straight from the fucking horse's mouth. But at the same time, it's like the the real detail of his crime... It's forgotten to the ages because he was just a drunk. He was a fucking loser drunk, and there's no way he's going to remember what he did to 140 boys, you know. And he's going to get out of prison. Yeah, in in two years. Like, I know. 
we're going to see the Olympics, and then that guy's going to be out of prison. Why? Why? Can you (laughs) even believe it? Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. I can't even believe this. It's a lot to kind of deal with. It really is. You've got to be fucking me. What is this? All right, so that was Louis or Louis Garavito. Yeah, that's pretty much all we got on the guy. But, uh, and I mean, we could sit here and kind of kick the shit, more, but yeah, know. it's like, this is this is a very particular case of serial killer where there's not a lot of room for discussion. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. It's like, all the signs from the childhood are there. Yeah, the numbers, they do. The numbers are all you need to know. If you hear that, it's like, this guy is certifiably fucking nuts. And the scariest part of the entire situation is that he'll be free in two years. Fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so that Sometimes is him. that happens, I guess. And, uh, you know, pretty much, okay, so we want to say this here. Normally, we don't do this. We've never done this before. But we're we came up. We're just starting out, man. We're just, we don't prime for anything. Yeah, we, we came up. Here it is. We came up with a great idea for the next topic. Now, we are a fan of kind of everything weird. You know, cryptids, paranormal, serial killers, crime, Anything you can think of. That's and so. the one thing that we actually haven't gotten into yet is ghosts. And we were talking about that doing an episode on ghosts. And the thing is about ghosts is that we could sit here and tell you the old stories and, you know, dive into the details on that. And I think it would be better served if we did kind of a fun episode on it. And we are, I mean, we're here in the, the Midwest, like right outside of Chicago. So what we're planning on doing is we are going to do local hauntings. Northwest Indiana, Chicago area, we're going to do hauntings around here. But we also thought it would be really cool if you guys uh, out there listening to this, anybody, if you know anybody, if you have a story yourself, reach out to, you know, Jake or I uh, through social media, text us if you know us, email startacult at gmail.com, all one word. And tell us your story, whatever it may be, even if it's not yours, if you've heard it from somewhere. Yeah, everyone's got a story, whether it's through someone or not. So, And uh, we'd really like to do that because we have some kind of cool ideas going here with what we're going to talk about. But I think it'd be a lot of fun if we could get the listeners involved on their stories. So, you know, email us. Yeah, there's tons of haunted places around, even our hometown in northwest Indiana. Yeah, so. Have, they're, they're just haunted. Everyone's got a story from it. I'm sure there's some in Chicago. And I, bring you know, on, we think it's on. more interesting to hear personal stories than it is to hear, you know, bigger stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're going to, we'll cover bigger stuff later and dive in on the details and kind of rip it apart and yeah. show you. And I'm sure some of the stories will, like, bleed into, like, the the places where we can get brief histories on and all that yeah. kind of stuff just around here. So we would like, we would actually, we wouldn't like it. We would adore you. If you could reach out to either one of us or the email. You're going to need to do that for us. And, you can, I mean, we'll give as much detail as you want. We could tell the whole story. We can give you the. We can give your name. Uh, if you don't want to do that, we could do it anonymously and just say, hey, this is the story. We could change the names. Whatever you feel comfortable with. But we would really like to hear listener stuff because, I mean, it, it's just fun. You know, what's the fun of a ghost story if you can't share it with other people? Yeah. Part of being, you know, part of a ghost story is that it's someone's story, and who better to tell it than that person? Yeah, so please reach out, uh, 
email startacult at gmail.com, all one word, lowercase. Uh, we both have access to it, so reach out. Uh, you know, like I said, social media, reach out to us if you guys know us. Uh, give us a ring and tell us your story. If you'd rather not, like, text it or something, uh, you know, just tell us you have a story and we'll figure it out. We could we'll figure out a way to call, hear your story. You know, we'll yeah, we'll meet you somewhere. Hell, if you really want, if you want to be phone, on the I show, you. if you want to be on the show, we will even push the envelope here. Yeah, okay, I'll share a mic with you. Yeah, yeah, we'll invite you into the studio. Unless you have your own, even better. We can do that. You have two options, three options here, guys. We didn't even discuss this as a group yet. We are doing this live on the air right now. Are you making a decision for us? I think I am. All right. Well, are you okay with this? I, I'm well, thinking. I want to hear it first. I'm thinking we have three options here. Okay. You either reach out to us and tell us the story via text message or phone call, or we'll up the ante. And if we like you and we're comfortable with you, we'll invite you into the fucking studio and you can tell it yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, if, all right, yeah, that's, that, sounds good. that sounds good. And if you're not comfortable with that, we can record it and just put it on the episode. Yeah. We got plenty of options here and we're up in the ante for you guys because we want the viewers here to get involved, okay? Sometimes there's water here. I'll offer you a water. Um, Hell, I'll give you a diet soda, whatever you want. We got some of that. Whatever you want, we got it. There's a lot of paper. There's some Tic Tacs. But the only way that this is going to happen is if you guys reach out. So please, for the love of all that is holy, reach out to us and tell us your story. We want to hear your goddamn story. Yeah. Yeah, so just just give us the stories. Yeah, so thank right. you very much. Okay, yeah, so thank you. That was Garavito. Uh, glad to be on Libs, and we were... Uh... Yeah, we were on a really shitty yeah. service, and now we're actually on a real service. Wasn't good. Now it's pretty all right. It's pretty good so far. Let us know. Yeah, let uh, us know if you've noticed the difference, if this website's easier. Uh, we we certainly enjoy it more. It's yeah. much more user-friendly for yeah. us. We are starting a cult. We found out that there's another podcast called We're Starting a Cult. That is a great they, fucking point. We're going to fucking destroy them. We are going to be the ultimate we are starting a they're, cult, okay? They're using contractions. They're the lazy man's podcast. They right? really are. And we are here pouring our hearts and souls we into this show. We are starting a cult. They're using contractions. That's not, no. No, they, will be, right. they will be crushed to dust. They will. They will be eviscerated. I will blow it. They will be eviscerated, Away. and we will be the ultimate starting a cult podcast. We are the ultimate and only starting a cult podcast. And if for some reason one of you that is a fan of the other show were starting a cult, we're coming for you. The fans you're threatening? Yeah, I am. This is an open threat. And we're not coming we're at not you with violence. Again. We are going to love you until you love our show as much as we do. Okay. It's a loving right. threat. You know, it's like, I'm not a violent right. man. I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. But, uh, yeah, so we had a lot well, of information coming All right, good. And uh, thank you guys very much for listening to us. Again, please reach out. We would love to hear stories. And we hope you enjoyed uh, the monster that is Garavito. Yeah, yeah. Be careful of contractions. Goodbye. Yeah, peace. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.